0: Coming to church, thank you for tithing, thank you for going to life group, thank you for loving each other, thank you for phoning each other and caring for each other and being a part of the solution. Thank you for letting God stretch you, um, letting God do with you what you think. Lord, I don't really want you to do this stuff with me, but He does it anyway, amen. And some of you on a specific journey and you think, Well, why am I going through this? and your Father in heaven is. Is taking you through stuff. And uh, I want to encourage you with that. Amen. And so let me get to what I need to get to. Um, we're in a series of Genesis. And um, I have the joy of speaking to you about Genesis chapter 3. And if you, if you Google it <laughs> or YouTube it, there's not a lot of preachers on uh, Genesis chapter 3. It's kind of the, it's the fall, it's the command of God given, and it's the fall of man. And so I'm going to ask you to put your seatbelts on and uh to to ask God to if you if we don't get this right brothers and sisters we get a lot wrong later and um, the Holy Spirit I believe can can open this text to you and it's a it's a vastly it's a it's it's one chapter and I can only do the first seven verses of this chapter and there's a whole lot more that we could spend weeks and weeks on Genesis chapter three but I'd like you to just open up your hearts, and um, by way of introduction, um, this is the inside text on on the fall of man. Now, the fall of man is something that we live with every day. It's how humankind, how Adam and Eve, who were sort of the vice regents of, of the planet, remember when God created Adam and Eve, he said to them, the earth is yours. You can be, You can rule it. You can have dominion. I mean, it's like He gave them unbelievable freedom, authority, dominion, rulership over the the earth. And so what they did, it's a bit like a father and a mother in a home. What happens in the home affects the family. Amen? If the mother and father are good people, God-loving people, God-fearing people, they love each other, um, they honor their kids, there's incredible blessing. If, on the other hand, it goes crazy wild, like hatred and bitterness and and uh, fighting and discord and alcoholism and abuse, it affects the family, amen? In the same way, Adam and Eve's federal heads of the earth um, fell in Genesis chapter 3. And um, we see in this text, there are five things. There's the, tempt- there's the temptation, there's the command of God. Then there's the temptation of the serpent. Then, then there's the twisting and the ignorance of God's word. Then there's the, the desire of man to disobey the word of God. Um, there's the aspect of fruit to our physical senses. In other words, something that lured them. There was a voice and a fruit, and something of what was in creation lured them. And then there was the taking and the eating. We know that things had gone superbly well. We heard last week from Ingrid about God's garden, God's provision, God's kindness, God's goodness. The week before that about Cutty spoke about the Sabbath and Jesus wants to do you good. And I've got Genesis chapter 3. So please pray for me. Things have been going superbly well. Just remember the context, brothers and sisters. There's a context. You can't just take the story and read it. It'll shock you. But the context is things are going well. There's creation, Eden, wonder, there's shalom, there's peace, there's harmony, there's animals, like multitudes of animals. Who doesn't like the Kruger National Park? There's trees and forests and mountains and oceans and birds and fields and there's just lakes. There's just this most amazing creation. There's work, there's rest and there's wonder. So like God just does everything. He's just creating, he's forming, he's He's loving. He he makes man and woman in his own image. And so God is extremely pleased with what he's done. Amen? We all know that. Adam has now named all the animals. I mean, how long would that have taken him? So there are questions to be asked of the text. How long did it take Adam and Eve, or Adam rather, to name the animals? Could have taken a while. He has has seen... um, Eve come from his side that he was put into sleep, and he names her woman, and he names uh, her Eve. So he's got the privilege of actually naming woman. means from man, and Eve means the the one that gives life, the living one. And he's blessed them with fruitfulness and rulership. And um, the earth was theirs. It was their gift. And it's amazing how, like, we have our piece of land. It's like my piece of land. I've got title deeds. They had the whole planet was theirs at that stage. They were still going to write out the title deeds to everybody. It had been a wedding, I believe. I believe it had been consummated. I know Genesis 4 said, and Adam lay with his wife Eve. But, but probably, it had, the, the, I would imagine, the marriage had been consummated in sexual purity and wonder. And there was blessing. And God had breathed into them the, the, the breath of God. They're made in His image. Isn't it a wonderful a place isn't it there was no shame there was no evil there were no bad father models there was no family of origin problems there was no there were there was perfection there was no school bullying there, bullying, bullying. <laughs> bullies <laughs> i couldn't there was no one to blame there was no history of brokenness there was holiness and righteousness and innocence there was fellowship there was peace it was heaven on earth. It was speak with God in the cool of the day. It was intimacy. There was intimacy. Clo- there was no fracture. There was closeness. There was freedom. There was trust. But there was a mandate. God had given them a mandate. How long did that state last? Some Jewish rabbis say it lasted nine hours. I'm thinking, oof. Some say it lasted a day. It doesn't say how long that state of bliss lasted, but personally me personally the bible doesn't say that i think it would have lasted a bit longer how long i don't know maybe some months maybe some weeks maybe some years but we don't know genesis 2 chapter 8 we're going back now the lord god had planted a garden in the east in eden and there he put the man he had formed God places us in South Africa. Thank you, Michelle, for your word, because we have been placed there. Don't you love this country? I absolutely love this country. Amen? Hey, Pete, can you say amen? Did you watch your rugby yesterday? Anybody watch your rugby? Did you see that Zoom of Cape Town? Like I'm thinking, I don't know a more beautiful place in the world, personally, but that's just me. I know North Carolina is good, and I know Holland is good, but... And there he put the man he had formed, and God... And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden, where the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of of good and evil was. So there are two distinct and marked trees. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life in the middle of the garden. And Genesis 2 chapter 16, And the Lord God commanded the man. So here in perfection... There is no legalism. There is nothing to stir up sin. There is no sin. There is, But God commands the man, and we so struggle to receive the commands of God. If God commands me something, my natural reaction is to rebel against the commands of God. The, the educated intellectual Western world rebels against what God says, but there is no rebellion yet. There is no sin yet. But he gives a command of the man, you are free to eat From any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. So I think, why did God say that? Why did he goad man? People will ask many questions. Why did he spoil the party? Like They had been getting everything, but the one thing that they couldn't do, he said, you can eat of every tree. You have you have authority to rule and have dominion over everything that I've given to you. But you mustn't eat of that tree. God knew things that they didn't know. You see, brothers and sisters, God knows things that we don't know about ourselves. I don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what tomorrow holds. And God says, in order for tomorrow to be good, these are my precepts. These are my... These, these are my ways. This is, what I, this is how you should live. And so God knows things. He knew that there were lurking dangers. You could ask the question, well, why did God allow there to be lurking dangers? We don't know. But suffice to say that it's heaven on earth. It's bliss. There's immortality. There's no death. But God says, I'm telling you, Adam and Eve, don't eat of that tree. It was given for their protection. All they had to do was to say, cool. Well, I don't know what they would have said. They just said, got you. Thank you, Lord, for this, these waterfalls, these, these mountains, these pelicans and these ostriches and these leopards and these lions. Thank you for Eve. Thank you for Adam. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good to us. He also let them know that he is God. You see, you see, the reason that God gives us commands, you see, we, He He lets them know that He is God, and that they were responsible to Him. He had given them leadership, but He was still head of the universe. And so, what Genesis one and two shows us that God intends for human beings, to, and that that, that he, His intention of what they should walk with Him, His intention of what that they they should mirror Him. They they were image bearers of God. People have said, if you want to grow a church, if you want to be a successful business person, keep it positive. (laughs) Keep it on the higher ground. Don't be negative. Brothers and sisters, we have to know this text. In fact, I've heard some preachers. I read about four or five commentaries. I listened to a few preachers, and I thought, actually, one of the preachers, actually, I just thought, this is intense. I mean, not only did he go to Genesis 3, but he went down and down and down to all, like literally all the sin in the Bible. And I thought, my goodness. But you see, if you get it, the moment you're offered life, you'll say, man, I want life. You see, sometimes we shallow with so much. We shallow with our brokenness. We shallow with the sin of man. We shallow, and then we will be shallow with the gospel. We'll be shallow with eternal life. We won't even believe in heaven, and we won't even believe in hell. And we'll live in this mediocre place. And we wonder why the enemy hammers us. I struggle to face my fallen nature. I actually thought I was quite a good guy. But as I've grown older, as I walked with God, I spend more time saying, Lord, wash this boy, cleanse me in the inside, wash me with hyssop." And um there's such a grace. You, you receive grace when you realize from whence you come. question is, where did evil come from? How did God allow, allow evil into his paradise? Who and what is the serpent that interferes, that corrupts, that deceives, that lurks, that prowls, that tempts? How does a serpent speak? The animals didn't speak. These are good questions. He's also called the great dragon. That same devil spoke to Jesus, by the way. In fact, that same devil speaks to you and me in unusual ways. Media, a voice, a thought. Somebody comes. Somebody lures you. Somebody. The devil's speaking. He is a supernatural being. So he uses the serpent to speak. Revelation 12, chapter 9 says that great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil Or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth. So God, I don't understand why it happened, but here's the earth. We've just seen these new pictures of, is it Hubble? And there's this little earth. What's it Hubble, is it? And there's this little earth, tiny, but that's where God's jewel is. And into that place, Satan is hurled to the earth. To lead the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Jesus in chapter in Luke chapter ten, verse eighteen, says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Okay, he goes crashing to the ground. Now the serpent, Genesis chapter three, verse one, if you open your Bibles or if it's on the or your phones, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat of the tree? You must not eat of any tree in the garden. I'll read it again. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, I mean, did God really say, Eve, (laughs) You must not eat from any tree in the garden? What does the word crafty mean? It means cunning. It means skillful. It means underhanded. It means sly or subtle or clever or deceiving. He was more crafty, which means he was very, 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 very crafty. (laughs) He was very crafty. Imagine meeting the most crafty person in the world. By the time, if you met the most crafty person and he came into your home or he met you at church, God forbid, or anywhere else. By the time he's gone, your Rolex watch, I mean, that's for us older guys, or your Garmin watch is gone. Your wallet is gone. Your pin numbers are gone. Your family secrets are gone. Probably he's got your title deeds to your house. This is the most crafty of all. And I think uh, I can stand up to him. You can't. And I can't. Because he's the most crafty of all the animals. Your car keys are gone. Everything is gone. If you encounter the most crafty of all animals. Here we see temptation come to a person from outside of themselves. Often temptation is from within. But now Eve and Adam, they're innocent. They're in the garden. There's intimacy. There's fellowship. There's perfection. He approaches from outside. Good point to be taken. God gives Adam and Eve, and he gives you and I freedom to choose. He's always freedom to choose. We've often said, why did God allow that person? Why did you allow me to meet that person? Why, God, did you allow that situation to happen to me? God has given us free choice, and he expects us to exercise our free choice even in the garden. The freedom not to trust God became the doorway to the loss of freedom itself. Can I read that again? It's not my quote. The freedom not to trust God. You're free to trust me. Trust my word. So the freedom not to trust God became the doorway to the loss of freedom itself. There is a supernatural evil behind the voice of the devil. There is a supernatural evil power and principality who lurks all the time. And some of us were brought up under an extreme version of there's a devil behind every bush. Here's the first question ever asked in the Bible. The first question ever asked in the Bible was, did God say? First question ever asked in the Bible. The first words out of Satan's mouth recorded in the Holy Scriptures is, did God God say see this word brothers and sisters that you and I wrestle with that sometimes I mean I live in this word all day I'm in this word all day I'm in in the ministry sometimes I'm thinking Lord are you serious like really Lord is this this real did God say it's the first question and it's the first utterance from the enemy (laughs) amazing isn't it it came from God's arch enemy. did God say. Often here, sometimes parents speak to children and somebody else, did, did, your, did your mom and dad say that? It's interesting, I have a governmental mind. Sometimes it gets me into trouble, but I, I think governmentally, even from a young kid. There was a school, Durban High School, a prefect, and I was told, you're a prefect, you have... So I just thought governmentally. I just, I, this is how I thought. And I find it interesting that even if a parent tells a child, then you see other people saying to them, your parents, like, they're nuts. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm thinking, don't say that to the child. The parent is an authority, has governmental authority over that kid. That's just me. And I believe in the governmental authority of the word of God. I may not like it. I don't like it when the Lord says I must give everything away. I don't like it when the Lord says you must turn the other cheek when somebody slaps you. I don't like that. I'm 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 terrible. I mean I want to punch somebody. A guy threw something, I was driving not far, he threw something at my uh, car. Bah! I mean, my instinct was to s- slam on my brakes and the good old Nick Hardy of old, that old devil, Nick Devil. <laughs> I just want a box. I should have said, You got any more things to throw? Have a go, bro. Jesus loves you. Like my friend Roger Tevno, when a guy punched him in the surf, knocked out his tooth thing (laughs) in the surf, when he kind of came to senses in the water, he said, hey, by the way, Chris, his name was Chris, the guy that punched him, Jesus loves you. I said, Roger, you are a saint, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Did God really say is the origin of sin? He's created everything. He's the master genius. He's created your eyes and your ears. and your, He's created Eve and the animals. And the Satan comes along and says, in this wonderland, he says, did God really say, it's the origin of sin, not believing God. Sin is when we decide. That's sin. I decide. That's what sin is. Let's debate this, Eve. We're going to have a theological debate about God's word. How many men and women have sat and had a theological debate about the word of God? Even in our marriage, Katya and I. It's an interesting, and people, I'm strong on, on wives submit to your husbands, and husbands, love your wives. I mean, I'm strong on that because actually I know that, that my wife is God's daughter. And if I come to the Lord on that day and she's a shriveled, miserable, broken woman, I said, "What is wrong with you, Nick? Won't you to love her like I love it? Won't you pray to wash her with the word? Won't you?" And I'm not that man. I'm, I'm still learning Jesus. But I, but, and actually, the Bible says, "Cutty, submit to to your husband and all things as unto the Lord." Poor girl. <laughs> but that's the word of God. Jesus submits himself completely to the Father. Jesus says to the church, "Submit to me." And so. Actually, the church should be glorious and free. I'm so glad that I, we are not self. We don't self-determine the church. We are listening day and night to the words of Jesus for us. Move on, move on, move on. He just has to get Eve to question the word of God. That's all he has to do. He didn't come out of like fangs and evil, and he just, hello, Eve. He was just. He was just disguised as a serpent. I mean, you know, in the tree there are serpents. There were probably squirrels and there were parrots and there were bears. And, and then there's just this snake. It doesn't come with this dark, evil... <sighs> How are you, Eve? Have you a good day. Good day. By the way, Eve, you know that tree? You know that tree that God made was good for food, please? I have some of that stuff. It's good. No, the Lord. Very plausible. Very reasonable so who is satan he's mr i will that's who satan is in isaiah 14 13 you said in your heart i will Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13 you said in your heart speaking of the devil i will ascend to heaven here's mr i will there's the pride i will ascend i'm a self-made man I I'm a self-made man. No one helped me. I will. It's tragic, isn't it? I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. This is who this guy, the serpent is. I will sit enthroned on the mounts of assembly. In other words, I will sit. That's why the moment you see a man who's enjoying himself with crowds and he's got the crowds baying and be very careful, that's where cults start. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly. That's why we live in a, in a celebrity world with stars and, you know, people just like click, 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 and money. And I just think, danger, danger. If your son or your daughter, sir, becomes a, a celebrity, pray to God that they, they won't go to their hearts. Because normally, it's you sit enthroned in the assembly. Most of those stars, most of those people capitulates. Um, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain spiritual isn't it i will ascend from the tops of the clouds i will make myself like the most high but you are brought down to the grave to the depths of the pit that's who's talking that one (laughs) and i'm thinking where's the church i need to go to the church i need to worship god i need to hear the word of god I need to be amongst my brothers and sisters. There is no Christianity outside of community. Can I say that again? There is no Christianity outside of community. I don't care where the community is. I don't care if the community is five or 500 or 5,000. But you will never, ever attain to what God has for you if you isolate yourself. And obviously, none of you here are isolating yourselves. But maybe somebody out there is... The tendency for Cutty and I is to isolate ourselves. That's why God says, you need to be a leader in the church. Otherwise, you will isolate yourself. Get among my people, amen? Get among the elders to pray. That's a whole nother subject. That's who, he said it throughout the ages. Did God really say? He's been saying it. Did God really say? Now listen, we're engaged. We're going to sleep together. Did God read? No, no, He said it. He, he He said it. He said, "Be generous on all occasions." Amen. Love one another. If you say you love me but you hate your brother, you're deceived. Love one another. Forgive one another. God specifically will send somebody. Can I just now, this is. Sorry to say this, but God will specifically send somebody to you to hurt you, and God will say, <clears throat> "How you doing, bro?" Kill that guy. I'm gonna kill him, I'll tell you. Baby, if I see that guy, I'll shoot him. I've heard Christians say if that guy walks, Christians, I've heard a pastor say this. If that guy walked to my lawn, I would have shot him, an American pastor. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> but you see, it's in our hearts. So God sends that guy, that gal to us. He sends somebody that takes our money. And we think, I can't believe these Christians. God tests us. It's got nothing to do with the text. Are you good for the journey? Are you good to lay down your life? Are you good to pick up your cross? Like Jesus. God did say, over and over the ages, it's been questioned. To this day, it's been questioned. He's not really fair, God. Satan is saying, you know, God's not fair. He's, he's, he's withholding from you, Eve. He's not dealing justly. He's holding stuff back. The woman said to the servant, Genesis chapter 3 verse 2, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. No, no, you didn't get that right, Mr. Snake. We may eat fruits from the trees in the garden. But God did say this. This This is affirmative speaking. You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not eat. So... She wasn't there in Genesis 2, Adam was. Adam gets the instruction from God, and, and he passes the instruction on to Eve. Eve's got the picture. In fact, Eve takes it to another level, which most of the theologians don't really like, and she says, you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it. And all the theologians say, that's, she, she got it wrong. Personally, I like that. I like what Eve said, because probably they had a discussion... And Adam said, listen, babe, or whatever, or darling, or honey, or Eve. (laughs) Give me a nice word, Pete. Soupçon. Hey, soupçon. (laughs) Because imagine if you weren't to eat from it, but we're just going to go and pick it. And we're going to look at it. And we're going to take it home with us. I don't know if the the house was. So I like the fact because it says, do not touch, do not taste. in Colossians. Don't handle So I like the fact that she said, no, 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 don't touch touch it. Don't want that. You know, because look, isn't it wonderful? You won't believe what happened. The thing just popped into my mouth. No. Just don't touch it. See, even sexually, before we married, we push push it, push it, push it, push it. And actually, next minute we're in trouble. Don't, I like the, don't? but the Lord didn't say that. I'm just having some fun, if that's okay. We're just teasing out the text. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch Colossians 2.21. If God loved you, Eve, if he really loved you, he wouldn't have put a prohibition on you and Adam. He would let you. You know, Eve, if you could just have one thing, what would it be? I think that I think it's a tree that you need. Have you ever heard, if I could just have that one thing, that one, and actually we're saying, you know, God, you're holding out. And that's the origin, brothers and sisters. You will not surely die, he said. You will not surely die. What God said, I'm telling you, is not right. You won't die. If, if, if we do, you know, we, we say, actually, you know, this thing of hell, this thing of heaven. Mm, remember being challenged one day, Monteith Road was the house. Relative, cut his family, older man there in his 80s. He said, so Mr. Preacher, do you believe in heaven? I said, I do. He said, it's rubbish. Standing in a lounge, can remember the lounge, can remember the moment, can remember where you're sitting. You know, you have those moments And in a moment, it's like he's so doubting to me. A regal man, a stately man. He said, it's utter rubbish. I said, is that so? He said, yeah, it's so. He says, in fact, when we die, which he was soon to, he said, we just vaporize. There's nothing afterwards. In that moment, there was a temptation. I wonder if he's right. Maybe he's right. And it's just like, it's easier to believe that. You won't die. God knows that when you eat each of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. That's that's Isaiah 14. He wants to be like God, wants to ascend on the holy hill, wants to go above the clouds, wants to make make his throne above the throne of God. You will be like God. Your eyes will be opened and you will know good and evil. The the serpent is formidable, brothers and sisters. I've heard Christians say, I'm going to sort the devil out. Don't ever say that. I've heard Christians tell them how they're going to whip the devil Recently, text. I'll show the devil something. You can't fight the devil. You get yourself into Jesus. You quote the Word of God. You get the heck out of the discussion. Saying, saying serpent, Adam, get your wife away from there. Stop being passive, Adam. Get your wife away. Help my wife. You don't nick. You don't know my wife. Or wife, get your husband away when he's messing around. Get them away. Help, They'll help me. Get away from there. If it could take Adam and Eve out in perfection, who are we? But if the devil manifests or tries in our places of authority to cast the devil out of a person in the name of Jesus, yes, there's a battle to be fought with the armor of God, not flippant, cheap, cheesy. He's a formidable and he's a convincing, he's strong. He's God and man's ancient foe. He's bringing God's integrity, goodness, boundaries into question. Not sure about God's motives. You will, die. you won't die, don't worry about that. Ridiculous thought. You will die. Just look at this, you won't die, just have some. What's death anyway? Can you explain death to me, Eve? We don't know what death is. We've never experienced it. What did he mean when he said you would die? You see, it must have been quite a long discussion. That's why I think it lasted a while. He said it boldly, convincingly, emphatically. You won't die. And she believed him. Quite the opposite, madame. Your eyes will be opened. And you will know the one thing that he doesn't want you to know. You'll be like God. Now that's power. And you'll know the difference between good and evil. We won't have to be dependent upon him. Beginning of the most severe problems on this earth in the last 4,000 years, I want to be like God. It's created Wars, cults, genocide, sexual exploitation, monstrous acts. To want to be like God has caused us a lot of problems. Watch this, I'm God. Watch this, I'm God. Explosions. Watch this. I'll take life. See that stuff. Murder. Control of woman. Men controlling women. Abusing woman. Shouting at women. Awful, brothers and sisters. Is it in us? It is in us. Be aware that it's in you. Say, Lord, wash me with hyssop." Tricking somebody to get his wife. Being horrible. To people of the opposite sex, young men being horrible to young women. I wouldn't. Are you doing you're still breathing? A strong word, brothers and sisters, but we've softened it and softened it. Wives, walking with your husbands. Not easy to, you know, actually it's easier not to be married today. Take take somebody, marry them, love them, love them like Jesus did, serve them. I'm still learning. Peter, you're still breathing. Good. I'll tell you how the world was created, the Big Bang Theory. Thirteen and a half billion years ago. Neutrons and protons and everything came together in a little speck and then it BAH! Exploded. And there's all this garbage. I know we study evolution. I'll tell you, I'm God. We'll tell you, intellectual Western university professors, we'll tell you. Can you imagine that day where these clever guys who said God doesn't exist? It's ridiculous. And, and the Lord says, welcome, brothers. <laughs> well, brothers, I don't know, welcome. Man. Can you imagine? Can you imagine when they meet God? They say, look, look, I know you guys were a little confused. Let me show you what I did. The question is, is there a place for you in this house? That's, that's the question. We get special knowledge, Eve, good and evil. Don't trust God; trust yourself. Eat the fruit. You won't have to rely on God. There'll be no prohibitions. You'll be free. I've heard many Christians say, "I just want to be free." I went through a crisis. I was a businessman, a company in the cell mechanized farming down in New Germany, had my own office. I was a big deal, and I had a crisis of faith. I didn't like being a Christian. I didn't like the church. I didn't like what we were asked to do. I didn't like prayer meetings, and I stopped witnessing. I stopped sharing my faith. I can remember, Shepston Road is the office, and I sat in my office, a big plush paneled office, with my big car outside, and I had a crisis of faith. I praised God by the spirit it left me. And I just, I said, Lord, please can we just start again? I just needed a reorientation. I didn't really share that with Cutty, but I had a crisis of faith. I think the devil was, soon thereafter I would sell it and go into ministry. Amazing, isn't it? So where are we? And so, Genesis 3, 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, that God made fruit good for food. It's good for food. Surely we can eat the fruit because he made the fruit for food and was pleasing to the eye and is desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Eventually, Eve conceives the evil in her own heart through deception. She takes and she eats. She gives some to her husband. Adam eats as she gives it to him. You go to Second Timothy, is it? Um, and uh, 1 Timothy 2.14, rather. And it talks about the woman being deceived, and therefore the theologians say, Adam was blatantly disobedient. You can going to look at it for yourself. Why was God's command so easily dismissed, they ask? If God was so unimpressive to them that they could just suddenly be seduced by this snake, how how is it that that happened? Usually when God speaks in the Bible, people shudder, they tremble, they fall to the ground. Why was Adam so passive? Was he there the whole time? Some say he was, some say he wasn't. But he just lets it happen. Three separate sins are found. Eve saw that the fruit was good for food, which is the lust of the flesh, and that's in the New Testament. You see, brothers and sisters, it's, it's, we've got to be careful. There's a desire inside of us. We, we carry the traces of original sin in us. Good for food, lust of the flesh. Pleasing to the eye, lust of the eye. I see it, I've got to have it. I like it, I've got to have it. The more I look at it, I need to have it. i even go into debt to get it, but I've got to have it. Desire for gaining wisdom, the pride of life. Jesus, same tempter, exactly that. Jesus, you're hungry. Food. See those stones. Turn them into bread. Same temptation he was. He faced. What was the other thing? You, 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 you see all these kingdoms and their splendor. Take them to a heart. You see the, the splendor. Worship me and they'll be yours. That's of the eye. You see, the nations are splendid as we saw Cape Town last night. That's mine. What's the other one? Throw yourself down. Throw yourself down from the pinnacle, from, from the from the temple. Display your power, which is the pride of life. 1 John 2:16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, which is the eating of the fruit, the lust of the eye, the seeing and the desiring, and the pride of life. I want to know the knowledge of good and evil. People often say, do you mind if I just ask you what happened in the office? And oh, no, I say, I can't tell you. Not for, the, and I suffer, we all suffer from I just want to know what happened. I just want to know what, what, what's the juicy bit. What happened with you and that guy in that office? Leave it. People are asking me, will you tell me what happened in that case? Often I'll just say, I don't tell you. So you, you don't need to know. Worship Jesus, amen? There's an inner voice. God said no. And there's the outer senses, the eyes. I want it. But God says no. And we wrestle. You can go and read in Romans chapter 7. And so then the eyes of them, Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Ha ha, I told you. See, Satan was right. Suddenly their eyes were opened. Ooh. All these partial truths. And they realized that they were naked. No, hold on, but that wasn't what you said. He said, we will, our eyes will be open and we'll be like God. But they, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Yes, their eyes were opened not to be like God, but open to seeing their nakedness. It was a horrendous trick. They ate, and their eyes were opened, and as their eyes were opened, they hid. They hid. They ran away, and they hid. They felt ashamed, and they hid. And once that fruit was ingested, once that was believed, once the word of the enemy was taken in and the word of God was put on hold, I'm sure there was no evil intent. There was just intrigue and a discussion. It got them into so much trouble. They were naked, ashamed, found wanting a lot less like God than before they ate. The image was marred. The loss was massive. It was unthinkable. They didn't need to cover up anything. In fact, they were were naked and felt no shame. The end of Genesis chapter 1, they were naked and felt... You know why they were naked and felt no shame? Because there was nothing in them that was... They were just free. There was nothing in them that should cause them to cover. My notes say it better. Genesis chapter 2 verse 25. The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Naked and unashamed because they didn't have an evil thought about anything. They had only pure thoughts, only God honoring attitudes and words. There was no self-centeredness, no hidden agenda, nothing bad. Everything was holy, including Adam and Eve. Therefore, no shame, no hiding, no covering, no embarrassment, no corruption, no perversion, no evil. Something sinister entered this couple when they ate. The perfection was lost. We're all born self-conscious. They became, they weren't self-conscious. They suddenly became self-conscious. They suddenly hid. They suddenly were covering things up. We are born self-conscious from Adam and Eve. (laughs) You see people looking themselves in the mirror like for ages. (laughs) Some of us look in the mirror and we just like faint with glory, you know. Aren't I beautiful? Other look in the mirror. That's the same self-centeredness as, God, why did you make me like this? We we suffer from self-centeredness we can think and reason we're constantly thinking about ourselves who am I how do I fit in I'm not good enough I'm too good I'm better than them I'm not good enough for them he doesn't like me why is my body like this how should I dress I'm awkward too loud too short blah 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 they were not focused on themselves as Francis said this morning they just worshipped dead to self alive to Christ set your minds and your hearts on things above look down and you die <laughs> It's not very pretty sometimes. The consequences of sin, brothers and sisters, and we need to know this, otherwise we'll never say, actually, I realize that I'm a selfish person. I realize I'm a self-centered person. God, I want out. Translate me to be a one who will serve, one who will joyfully give my life. One who will come to South Africa and just come and look after people or whatever, whatever, whatever. She's saying, we have a need. God, don't touch my money. No, we have a need. So, are you tithing, brothers and sisters? Do you give your first fruits to God? I would encourage you. I know all the YouTube stuff on all the big hitters that don't believe in tithing. I want to say to you, testimonial, as a testimony, tithe. If you're earning 100 bucks a month, take 10 bucks and tithe. If you're earning 500,000 rand a month, take your 50,000 rand and tithe it, amen? And say, Lord, the first fruit is yours. Everything of the first belongs to him. Watch what God does with your finances, amen? (laughs) Consequences. First man born to Adam and Eve. The first man that comes out of her womb. Kills his brother. Oh, we won't die. See. <laughs> Shame, hiding, blame. Unfortunately, I can't preach all that because I'm only allowed this tough text. You know that in chapter 4, Cain kills Abel. You know then chapter 4, Lamech kills a man who injures him and he tells his two wives. In chapter 4, there's two murders, brothers and sisters. And so that's why we need to stick with God. Amen. You know what's happening in Ukraine now? murder it's hatred it's people maiming and smashing each other it's just and we think what evil i mean evil is a figment of your imagination pastor no it isn't it's everywhere there are wars everywhere and so adam and eve i'm nearly finished go from spiritual god-focused god-loving people to all they can see is themselves well the mind set on the flesh is death that's why you see you see, they covered up, but God was going to give a cover ring. Christ is our covering. We can't cover up. We, we we all cover up. But God says, no, no, take that off. I will cover you with Jesus. And we need the covering. That's why, even as Christians, I was confused. I thought I'm not praise God when I got become a Christian, I'm not gonna sin anymore. You know? People say, oh, You know that person in your church, they sin. I said, Yeah, and so do you, bro. We all struggle with some form of sin. But, where was I going? Covering. That's why we say daily pray, daily bread. Forgive us today for our sins. Amen. And so we, we apply the covering. Romans chapter 8 verse 6, I come to a close. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit. The mind set in the flesh, me, stuff, our ones. Why is God withholding? I wish I had. I wish I could preach like PHB, all that stuff. No, that's the flesh. Worship God. Thank God. But what about the trees holding Don't go there. The mindset in the flesh is death, but the mindset in the spirit is life and shalom. It's peace. Because the mindset in the flesh is hostile towards God, but it does not subject itself to the law of God. I want to be free. I don't want some... Bible verse telling me how to live. It's hostile. It's not subject to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Since then you, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. When you're in a mess, when life is blasting like arrows at you, worship God. When there's chaos in your family, when there's chaos with your finances, when there's chaos in the nation, worship God. Worship God. It's, it's crazy. I agree, Franco, we shouldn't be worshiping for half an hour. We should be praising God. Well, you know, I'm just like, mm, you know, I don't, I'm not very expressive. What? Are you crazy, brothers and sisters? No, none of you here, because I saw all of you today. God, I better worship you. Because if I don't, I'm going to drop, drop my eyes, drop my eyes, drop my eyes, drop my eyes, and they'll come into my Betty Button. Do you want to see my Betty Button? Somebody said no. <laughs> Not pretty. Not pretty. Is it, Cutty? <laughs> you, know, you know what you want to see? You know, when I see Mikey standing up here and I can see a little bit of his... I think Mikey, but when I see Mikey raising his hands, you know what I want to do? I don't look at the white parts, but... (laughs) Kate, help the brother. (laughs) Mikey must get one of those pants, you can wear them up here, you know? (laughs) But when I see Mikey or... Kristen, or you beautiful young ladies worshiping God, I think, how could my hands stay limp at my side? How can I not worship God? Adam and Eve worship God. (laughs) Quickly, quickly, quickly. Therefore, just as sin, Romans 5.12 entered the world through one man. And death through sin. And in this way, in this way, death came to all men. Because all sinned. It wasn't just Adam, it was me too, I also sinned. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift of and the, and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflowed to the many. And on, and on, and on. God is so good. I've got one last scripture. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigns through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. It's been wonderful to have Pete in our home. For Pete to get from his bedroom to the dining room table is a mission. Because you and I spoke last night, Pete, and we thought, we better wind our necks in about complaining about anything. (laughs) I didn't tell you this. But Pete lost his daughter in December. His beautiful daughter, Sarah. I asked Pete about it. I said, Pete, he says, and it's hard for Pete to speak. Lost his beautiful daughter, 29. And what he says, he says, Sarah's in heaven. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, Pete. But how, how are you coping? He says, No, no, no. Sarah's in heaven. In fact, he said to me when he woke up from the stroke. He said, Oh. He said, Oh no. He said, Oh no. Why? He wants her to be in heaven. Wow. I'm thinking, Flip, I'm a child. I'm a child. But you see, if you're a worshiper, and I know he mourned his daughter, and I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm saying, your Lord, thank you for sending peace into our home. I want to learn how to worship you. I want to set my heart on things above. I want to love you. God knows better, brothers and sisters. Can I tell you? God's paradise, God's way is the best way. Don't ask me. Just read the word. Thank you so much for listening. Can you stand with me? We're trusting as an eldership that Genesis, the first three chapters, which is about a 13-week series, will ground you and establish you because... There is grace and there is joy and there is salvation that comes. Tools, are you are you up there? Can I just pray and then I'll hand back to the elder hosting elders? been such a privilege to research this Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 7 such a privilege ask God to align me Lord align me um, teach me about Eden God teach me about the fall how do you want me to live Lord help me God this morning I prayed for you This you walk around our swimming pool and I said Lord this is your church these are your people they're, they're, they're your people please God move among us. Please, God, set us free. Please, God, um, wash us. We want to be presented as, the Bible says, a pure virgin. Every eye closed. Every heart submitted, yielded. If you want prayer, just raise your hand. You're, where are you standing? If you need prayer this morning, just raise your hand. A few hands. Come, be bold. Close your eyes, raise your hands. If you need prayer this morning. Thanks, tools. Saying, "Our oh Lord, I need prayer. Something that man said, just something that you've revealed to me, something that's going on inside of me. Spirit of God, move amongst your people. Move amongst your people, please, Lord. Fall upon some of us that have never learned to worship you. We're stuck. Fall upon me, I ask leader in this church fall upon the elders the deacons come upon us with your power come into our finances, our marriages our children come into our secret thoughts that have captured us We're captured come into the place where we know we've messed things up come in Lord, come in come in with your covering please, we take off our meager fig fig leaves that we sow together come in Lord come into our hearts and into our minds every person that raised their hand Lord every young person every adult every seasoned campaigner come in Lord unlock Lord take off the chains we ask you Lord to come in your precious name